Book Dreams, a member of the Podglomerate Network and LitHub Radio. Hello, and welcome to Book Dreams, the podcast for everyone who loves books and has ever wondered about them. I'm Julie Sternberg, author of a number of children's books, including Like Pickle Juice on a Cookie and its sequels, and the Top Secret Diary of Celie Valentine series. And I'm Eve Yohalem. I'm also a children's book author. My books include The Truth According to Blue and Cast Off, The Strange Adventures of Petra de Winter and Brom Brown. In each episode of this podcast, we consider a book-related question. And in this episode, we're exploring book clubs. I don't know about you, Julie. I have not been in very many book clubs. And I have found that it's hard to get the book club thing right. I don't know if you've had a similar experience. Well, I have mostly because I'm so particular about the books that I want to read. So when there's a group that's choosing a book, you know, it's often a book I wouldn't necessarily choose for myself. And then I get very stubborn and don't want to read it and find myself ending up annoyed. And that is not a good recipe for a successful book club participation. Yes. If half the people in the room are annoyed at having to read the book, chances are the conversation's not going to go well. (laughs) Yes, but as we'll discuss, what I've just described is a very limited view of what a book club can be. Well, and as we'll discuss, I have discovered that the democratic process can work. And speaking of book clubs, how's your reading? We haven't talked about what we're reading and how it's going in a while. My reading is just really slow. I'm having a much harder time getting through books than I usually do, which wasn't the case early in the pandemic, but I seem to be slowing down. Yeah, I'm having the same problem. And I have to say, a lot of the biggest readers I know have said things to me like, I've read two books since March. I'm doing okay when I'm reading lighter stuff, like if I want to read a mystery novel, but when I want to read, well, for example, right now, I'm rereading 100 Years of Solitude, which is glorious. And I read it I don't know, 100 years ago. I love it, but I've been reading it now for two weeks. You know, I just, it's very <laughs> slow, slow going. It's 100 um, years of reading. Yeah. 100 years of reading. 100 years. <laughs> so, where should we start? We always start every episode with a book related question. And I realize I didn't pose the question, which is how do you make a satisfying book club? What goes into a satisfying book club? I have had a few experiences that are a little bit different from the usual book club formula. And I've really enjoyed those. So on one occasion, I decided to try to have a gathering that followed the model that's set in the What Should I Read Next podcast with Ann Bogle. Do you know this podcast? Yes. Yes. I've listened to it on your recommendation. Yes. So Ann Bogle is also known as the modern Mrs. Darcy, and she has a lot of phenomenal book-related events and writes a lot on the topic. And she has this podcast where a listener comes on and says, three books that you love, one book that you hate, and what you're reading now. And then based on that list, Anne will tell the listener what they should read next. Can I just say the book I hate? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Oh, The Places You'll Go. Oh. You don't hate it. I don't really have an opinion of it. The Dr. Seuss book, and people constantly give it as a gift for graduation. And I just hate it because it's, it's this 
It's all about how exceptional you are and how you can do anything that you put your mind to and you're the top of the top and the best of the best. And like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you're worthy. We're all worthy. But this idea that some of us are the best and this idea that you can do anything. No, we can't. I think that's a crippling idea. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I remember as a kid feeling like when there was something I clearly couldn't do, like anything remotely athletic, you know, it made me feel like such a failure because I was supposed to be able to do whatever I put my mind to do. (laughs) Right. And maybe you can play catch in the yard or something, but you will never be a professional ice skater, no matter how hard you try. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in case my brother is listening, I I feel the need to say, I can't play catch in the yard. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can I. He um, spent a really long time trying to teach me to get my catch in the yard. So yeah. I can't just let that one lie. But yes. yeah. Anyway, so you had a book club, three books you love, one book you hate. And then what was the last one? The last is what you're reading now. Okay. Okay. So what I did was I invited people who live nearby who I know like to read. And I just said, you know, so can we talk books? Because why not? It was completely random. Folks I hadn't necessarily seen in a while. And it was fantastic. It was the best event I've ever held. We sat around, we discussed the books, um, we almost didn't have enough time. We could have gone on really all night. Everyone was just so passionate about the books they loved. They were passionate about the book they hated. It sounds like the perfect party. I would love to go to that party. It was so fun. Yeah, there was no (laughs) awkwardness about what am I going to talk about. Well, and everybody had something in common, which was the love of books. Yes, exactly. You know, everyone had something to say and something that they felt like they were contributing and a long list to bring back, you know, of books that they might want to read. The party favor. Afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds like heaven, but I'm guessing that it wouldn't work on a monthly basis. Well, right, because you run out of, you know, the three favorites. I mean, you might have new books you discover. Right. Well, there were a couple of issues. One is it took too long. So my thought is either have a much smaller group or just talk about one favorite book and one book you hate. And that you could do more often. Mm-hmm. That does sound like a great idea for a party. I love that idea. Um, I'd love to share a cousin of ours told me about her book club, which is a book club for incredibly busy people. One of the rules they have is you don't have to finish the book. And then another rule is, but you can't be upset about spoilers. So if you don't finish the book and people want to talk about an ending, too bad. And then they have this kind of get out of jail free card where that's my term, not hers. I'm sure she doesn't think of it as a get out of jail free card, but (laughs) occasionally there's a month where everyone is just too busy to get to the book. And so what they do is they pick a cookbook and everybody cooks one recipe from the book and they bring it to the book club meeting and they have a potluck dinner. Oh, I love that. Right? So it's kind of the no pressure book club for people. I sort of like the idea of a cookbook book club anyway. You know, just once a month, everybody gets together and you cook out of a different cookbook. That just seems really fun. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. Um, so I had another idea for a book club and it was based on something that I did 
at my 50th birthday party, which you were unable to attend. Which I couldn't go to because I was traveling, which made me really, really sad. But you had a very good excuse. It's okay. Yes, I wouldn't have canceled the trip for it. I'm going to be brutally honest, but (laughs) but I'm, I'm super sad I couldn't do both. And also think about it. That was the last trip. That's the last trip I'm ever going to take. Yeah. (laughs) Thank thank goodness you went. Um, But one thing I did at at my party was I asked everyone to bring a used or new book wrapped. And we put all the books in one big bin and they were the party favorites. So you would choose as you were walking out one of the wrapped books to bring home. Oh, it's like a key party, but you're not having (laughs) sex with other people's spouses. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I guess it's sort of like that. But anyway, (laughs) it's the same format. I haven't been to a key party, but there's still time. (laughs) We're so boring, Eve. We're so boring. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. So, but my thought was, wouldn't it be fun if everyone came to a book club and they had brought a book that they loved that was wrapped and then we went around and we all chose a book mm-hmm. um, and opened it and then the person who had brought it explained why they brought it and then if you've already read it or if something else sounds better you know you can try to engineer a switch that's really fun a book exchange yes i don't know whether people do that regularly, but it sounds delightful. I want to come to more of your parties. It sounds like I'm such a social being, but really this is, these are the only two events I've held in the last, I don't even know how many years, but yeah, but they were total ragers. They they (laughs) were total ragers. (laughs) So I talked to two friends, um, an old friend and a new friend about their book clubs, because I knew that they both had really successful book clubs that they loved. When I tell you what the book clubs are about, you're going to say, oh, those don't sound similar at all. But in fact, there were some commonalities that I think might be the secret to a great book club. Maybe. I don't know. Let's hear it. Yeah. So I spoke first to my friend Beth, um, who's my old friend, and she has been in a book club with there are four women and they have been in a book club together for 16 years. They met because they all had children in nursery school together. They weren't necessarily super close, but, you know, mom friends. And they knew that they all loved reading. And they knew that they loved the same kinds of books. And they have met pretty much once a month ever since. They've read 170 books together over 16 years. Yeah, it's amazing. To hear Beth talk about it, the joy in her voice. She said to me, wait, I wrote this down because it was so great. Um. She said, my book club is the best thing in my life. I love my book club. And Danielle, the other friend, said pretty much the same thing. She said, I love, we all love book club. And they have made accommodations. At one point, one of the members moved to Chicago for a year and a half. And book club didn't stop. She would find reasons to fly into New York for work every month. And then she would lie to her office and say, oh, I have a meeting and then come to book club. What are they doing at this book club? Isn't that amazing? And, And these are all working women. They meet usually for lunch. So they either lie to their employers or they have flexible schedules. They meet in restaurants, which I always thought was a bad idea because it would be too loud. But Beth said, you know, at lunch, restaurants aren't usually too loud. They had one meeting where the three of them flew to Chicago to meet with the one who lived in Chicago. And they have been together through every kind of up and down, every kind of major life event. So there are four of them total? There are four of them. She said there was one meeting where somebody brought a friend who was a perfectly nice person, but she said everyone kind of went, nope, 
no, no, not, no, no thanks. <laughs> it's the four of them. Um, so uh, they're completely democratic. So what they do is one person presents each book and then the other three vote on it, I think is what happens. And then they rotate who presents the book. So it has to be a book that everyone is excited to read. This is where I'm getting at your issue. Mm, right. But because there are only four of them, it's not so hard to find something that the four of them want to read. And at this point, they probably know each other's taste pretty well. Oh, they know each other's taste. Yeah. And she said they're really um, proud of themselves. Like they, they believe that they know what people should be reading. You know, they joke about opening a bookstore called Tyranny Books. We pick, you read. You know, tell us what you like. We will tell you what you should be reading. You know, that kind of thing. I would go there. I need their list. I know. Don't. Oh, well, I call Beth a couple of times a year and I say, all right, tell me. And it's my impression is that it's mostly contemporary fiction. Although she said they read all kinds of formats. They'll do short stories. They'll do novels. And I think that some of the secrets to success are that they're interested in reading the same kinds of books. And the small size. Um, she said meetings are about an hour to an hour and a half. Obviously, over these years, they've become incredibly close friends. So you would think the temptation would be to talk about the book for three minutes and then spend the rest of the time catching up and being friends. But she said they actually still have really robust book discussions. Do you know some examples of books that they've liked? Well, I know that the very first book they read was... Patron Saint of Liars, the Anne Patchett book. Oh, I love that book. And I know the book they're reading now is Hamnet. Oh, I can't wait to read that book. Yeah. So like I said, it's mostly contemporary <laughs> fiction. I'm calculating in my head right now how much I would pay for the list of 170 some odd books. <laughs> I will ask Beth for her list. And I'll ask Beth if we can post a link to her list in the show <gasps> notes and maybe other people could have the list. Oh, my God. I've never been so excited. <laughs> I, know. I know. It never occurred to me to do that. I'm so glad you suggested it. <laughs> so that's one example. And then the other example is a, a newer friend of mine, Danielle, and she started a book club with four other women. So again, five people in 2018, and they're all docents at the Met. And Danielle, she leads a lot of different kinds of tours, but her specialty is the Greek and Roman galleries. And so you won't be surprised to find out that this book club is a classics book club and not, not a Jane Austen classics book club, an Ovid classics book club, a Dante classics book club. Wow. <laughs> and so this group of women, they've known each other for nine years. They've all been docents for that long. So again, they were friends when they started out and they have a common interest, which is art. They have very different backgrounds. They're within 20 years of each other, age range. One member is a recently retired school librarian. One is a writer. One is a psychologist. One works in finance, and she's a freelance TV news writer. So, you know, different ages, different professional backgrounds, but they all love art. And Danielle, it, it was so much like listening to Beth. There was so much joy in her voice. Mm. She loves her book club. And so what they, the way they organize their book club, it's not just that they're talking about classics. They're looking at classic literature through art. People bring in pictures of art in the museum that relates to what they're reading. And they talk about all kinds of things related to the book. But there's this overarching theme of how visual art relates to classics. 
That's fascinating. Right? And she said they're also totally democratic. They just sort of talk amongst themselves and choose their next book. And she said, you know, right now they're reading Dante and people hate it. Not all of them, but some of the people in the group are really not enjoying it. And yet they're having fantastic discussions because everyone's willing. Everyone buys into the choice of the book. The exploration is interesting and exciting. So even if they don't enjoy reading the book or like the book, they get a lot out of book club and they're happy to be there and they don't resent having done it. Right. And I love that they're looking at the book, not just through the lens of literature, do I like this as a book, but they're looking for clues with respect to art, which they do love. Absolutely. And it sounds like it could be really heavy, like they're reading, you know, Metamorphosis or, you know, something like that. But she said, actually, it's joyful. They get silly. You know, they're having a really good time doing this. She said one of the things about it that makes it work is there's no one who dominates the conversation. You know how often there's that one person in the room, Mm. you know, who talks more (laughs) than their fair share. And I think that might also be part of the key to having a small group. And also what Beth was getting at, you know, the one time they brought someone in, finding a small group that really clicks and then just sticking with it, I think might be a key to book club success. I was heartened by those two conversations and the promise of a book club that brings that much joy and works so well. I love that. So I think we've come up with some excellent ideas for book clubs. I hope so. I feel excited to try a new kind of book club, and I hope our listeners do too. Or maybe you're in book clubs already that you love and you want to tell us about. Please do. Oh, please do. Yes, you can reach us for that reason or any other at contact at bookdreamspodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at bookdreamspod and on Instagram at bookdreamspodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you like the podcast and think someone else would too, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast player. Many thanks to our associate producer, Gianfranco Lentini, and to our theme music composer, Maya Polsky. You can find Eve at eveohallam.com and me at juliesternberg.com. And check out our podcast website, www.bookdreamspodcast.com. Until next time, happy book dreaming. Happy book dreaming. Love, come listen to book dreams with Julia.